Plus only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And razor blades. Ooh. <laughs> and nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and welcome back to the balance for life podcast where we will uncover the secrets of true happiness and success yeah if you like what you hear make sure you hit the five star review button that's uh that's how we're gonna get spread out a little bit more and get people to recognize us uh and also join us on our social medias like share comment uh anything else they can do on yeah view comment i, I don't know comment all the things all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter, yeah, YouTube, YouTube. jump on YouTube. Um, all of our socials at Balance for Life Podcast, except Twitter, which is at Adam and Perry. Yep. And is spelled out. Yeah. Spell out the end. Yep. And uh, we're going to be releasing an episode every Monday. And so watch out for that. You can... Find us on pretty much every platform. Yeah, we're going to be on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, YouTube. We're filming it, so check it out. So if you're listening on uh, you know, uh, your podcast app and you want to watch, go to YouTube. You're missing my sweet ponytail? <laughs> man bun pon or man ponytail. Uh, it's not a bun, I guess. No, it's not a bun. So yeah, It's long enough now I can pull the bun out and actually have a little ponytail. There you go. Yeah. So today we're going to deep dive into our first pillar. Um, and when I say deep dive, it's more of like uh, in between shallow and deep. We're going to talk about what does physical health mean. And then we are going to have subsequent episodes later on where we dive deeper into di various aspects various aspects of physical health. Uh, but today we're going to talk about what physical health is and why it's important. Yeah, perfect. So uh, like Perry said, our first pillar is physical health, right? We talked about our four pillars. So one of the aspects that we can talk about, I, I think, you know, one of the things at the top of the list of everybody's idea of what physical health is, is exercise, right? So exercise is very important. Being physically active is very important. You know, it's going to help us. It's going to increase circulation, increase blood flow. It's going to release endorphins, right? We talked about those happiness chemicals. And so endorphins are, are a big one there where it's going to help us feel better. It's going to um, help out with a lot of things in that regard. It's also going to help regulate heart health, right? Mm -hmm. like, like doctors always tell you that you need to get your heart rate going at least once or twice a day for, for a little while. And so having that heart beating, increasing that blood flow, increasing that circulation, it's also going to help maintaining things like cholesterol and blood pressure. And, and helping us stay healthy that way. Uh, I've also noticed, and, and I think most people have, and I think you know there's some scientific uh, backing behind this, but it helps to increase energy levels. Yeah. You know, um, increasing adrenaline and blood flow, circulation, all that kind of stuff. It helps to increase uh, mind, brain, brain function. Yeah. And and so it can help us that way. Also. You know, things like increasing confidence as we're exercising more, we're getting fitter, we're getting stronger, we're looking better. It's going to increase our confidence. It's going to increase our self-esteem. It's going to boost all of those things, help us feel a little bit of a sense of accomplishment when we achieve those goals that we have. So, you know, I think when we talk about exercise, 
there's going to be a lot of things that are going into that. Um, and, and so building those small habits, I think, yes. is going to be huge. Definitely. So, so, and one of the things we want to focus on as we talk about each of these pillars is how do we do it without obsessing too much about it, without getting overwhelmed by it and stopping. So I want to take a minute and just talk about how do we implement exercise into our lives if we don't like exercising. Or if you love exercising, maybe how do you avoid going overboard? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a couple of things, tips that we have that can really help you to improve your your exercise in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple of the main takeaways that we have are finding something you enjoy. I really yep. enjoy playing basketball. And so I play about once a week. It's great exercise. I, I do it with other people, so I get to know people better. It's fun. And I get some exercise doing something I enjoy. Yep. Right, But I don't go and run eight miles every day, which I'm not necessarily saying is a bad thing, but uh, I, just, I just can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. Yeah, and I think, you know, just like you mentioned, it's it's about building habits. It's not necessarily exactly. about it, it's not necessarily about these grand goals and and long-term. I mean, obviously we want to set those long-term goals and we want to have those goals, but it's with exercise with our physical health, it, it's more about setting smaller goals and yeah. and building the habits that are going to overall affect our physical health and our and our fitness. And so doing the, the little things, you know, stretching mm -hmm. once in a while, taking time out every single day to make sure that we're doing small things. Yeah. And one of the things I think uh, that, that we need to keep in mind as we're exercising is the return on investment. Mm -hmm. Because you get a greater return on investment, meaning you get more benefit per minute of exercising if you do it about 30 minutes to an hour than you do if you do it for two or three hours. The longer you do it, it diminishes like the what you're getting back from it just isn't worth it as much so you know if you can do like a 30 minute to an hour walk or jog or whatever that's really good for you mm -hmm. you don't need to go crazy and do more than that so if you're the kind of person like me that doesn't like exercising that's okay like you don't need to exercise two hours a day to be healthy yeah a half an hour every day is has a really big impact on your overall health right right so I think my biggest tip for um, making sure that we stay active, making sure that we stay on track with our, our goal of, of physical health is accountability, right? It, it's for me, at least personally, it's very easy for me if I set this goal and I'm by myself working on it by myself, right? It's very easy for me to say, oh, well, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. Nobody's waiting on me. I can sleep in another couple of hours, right? I, I don't need to get up early. I, I, I can kind of justify not doing those things that I want to do. So accountability is going to be huge, I think, for a lot of people. And that, you know, things like hiring a trainer or working out with groups or in a class or something like that, or even just exercising with a buddy, somebody that can help motivate you, help push you along, and you can you can kind of yeah. have fun together and, and build this lifestyle together. I think that's going to be a good thing. So, And that can be a, a significant other or a friend or mm -hmm. a sibling uh, but I think one of the keys is that they need to be motivated and you need to be motivated, right? You both Absolutely. need to be willing to hold each other accountable. You need to find someone where you're going to feel bad if you let them down, but you know they're going to feel bad if they let you down. Right. So I, one of my biggest tips is to make it fun, to gamify it, 
Right, so Pokemon Go. Isn't that the game where people used to like walk into traffic? Yeah, yeah. So uh, safety alert. Beware of your surroundings. Yeah. But doing something like that, one of the purposes of Pokemon Go, which I've only played a couple of times, but is to actually go out and walk while you search for these Pokemon to mm -hmm. catch. Okay, So it's a way of making exercise fun. Um, another thing that you can do is like a point system, right? So it, you can assign a certain amount of points to walking for 30 minutes, lifting weights for 15 minutes. Maybe that's five points. And then you give yourself goals where if you hit, you get a certain amount of points, mm -hmm. maybe you buy some cool new toy that you've been wanting, a drone or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, make it, make it hard enough to where you don't break your bank. <laughs> Or, or, you know, make your rewards inexpensive or whatever you can handle. Yep. But that can be a really great way to st is to gamify that, to add a point system to your exercising. Mm -hmm. And, again, accountability can be really helpful there, having somebody that, that holds you accountable with that. But that can be a way to make it fun. Yeah. Another really important component of physical health is nutrition. Okay? Absolutely. If you're exercising but you're just eating crap all the time, processed foods, and that's all you eat, your exercise isn't as impactful as if you are trying to have a balance in your nutrition as well. And we're not talking about only eating good foods and you know never eating ice cream, never having soda. What we're talking about is, as a balance, having moderation in some of those bad things, maybe cutting back on, for me, ice cream, mm -hmm. and increasing the amount of of fresh fruits and vegetables and, and nuts and seeds and you know the things that our body really needs yeah absolutely I think I think it's you know talking about the nutrients that our body needs the vitamins the minerals things that are gonna help with that preventative care right I think the saying is an, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure um, and so taking in those things that are gonna help regulate your body functions and making sure that we're gonna be able to aid in the healthy growth and progress of of things like our bones and our skin and our hair and, and all of those things that are going to protect us. Um, so I, I think, you know, again, like, like Perry said, it's going to be a, a component in that physical health aspect and, it, and it's going to help with the exercise and it's going to help us achieve these goals. Um, but having that is also going to come back into all of the other things, the mental health, right? As we're losing weight, we're going to feel better about ourselves. as we're cleaning out some of those body systems. You know, I know when I've had like digestion issues or I've had, you know, heartburn or, or anything, if I don't feel good physically, it, it kind of takes a toll on you mentally as well. And it, it kind of takes away from some of those other aspects. So, so being in that peak physical condition and feeling good is also going to help in some of those other areas. So, you know, important to remember that we're not talking about the fad diets. We're not talking right. about cutting things out. We're talking about healthier lifestyle. And it's really important as you, if, if you're in the situation where you need to improve your nutrition, your, your, what you eat, that you don't obsess about it or mm -hmm. go overboard, right? We don't, uh, eating disorders are, yeah. are a really terrible thing. And a lot of people suffer from that. And it, it comes down to moderating it, but not obsessing, right? So I still eat ice cream. I'm not going to cut it out of my diet. Right. But one of the things that Rachel and I are trying to do is buy it less, right? If it's not in your pantry or in your freezer, you can't eat it. So we, we treat it more like a treat when we go out. 
right? And then mm -hmm. we, we buy ice cream, of course, for birthday parties and things like that. But if, you know, we just try to buy it less. It's easier to control what you buy than it is, well, for some people at least. For me, it's easier to, to control what I buy than what I eat Yeah, if it's there. Yeah. I think another good tip too with, with um, nutrition that we can, we can touch on is hydration, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that Emily and I have done is we actually went out and bought some of the 32-ounce water bottles there and, you, you know, support local. So we bought Awala water bottles. They're local here in Lehigh. Um, but we bought the 32 ounce ones because, you know, common tip from most places is half your body weight. And so I think a general rule of thumb is to start with a gallon. And so I can go fill that bottle up four times a day. And I know that I'm getting my gallon of water every single day. And that, you know, proper hydration is going to help in increasing the function of all of those digestion, uh, processes as well as, you know, overeating. It's going to help prevent some of that overeating when you fill your stomach up with water uh, you're not going to be able to eat so much so yeah and again you don't want to drink too much water you actually can't right yeah. you can't drink too much water so yeah a, a gallon half a gallon right it most people don't even get to a half a gallon in yeah. a day i don't think so start small slowly increase it if you're doing a gallon a day that's probably good mm -hmm. one thing i noticed uh about half my life ago when i was about 18 years old I started to actually drink enough water for the yeah. first time in my life. And I noticed that I actually started getting thirsty a lot more often. And so, you know, instead of not being thirsty ever, I start my body actually knew how to tell me that I was thirsty because I was drinking the right amount of water. So, and that only took me a few days. I, I think it was about a week or two of drinking enough water and uh, I don't even have to try to drink enough water now because mm -hmm. I get thirsty and so I drink to quench my thirst and then I end up drinking enough water. It's one of those things where if you put a little bit of effort into it to get started, your body kind of takes care of the rest and yeah. lets you know and gives you those cues. Yeah, it's amazing how, how your body and your brain can um, take these habits and, and actually build it into a legitimate habit and, yeah. and kind of force you into it. So, yeah. That's awesome. So whatever you can do to improve what you're eating, buy more fresh fruits and vegetables that you enjoy eating, eat them. Now, even maybe vegetables that you don't like to eat, spinach, uh, carrots, those actually go really well with good tasting fruit smoothies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, add a little bit of honey, almond milk or uh, oat milk or cow's milk, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you add banana and blueberries, strawberries, whatever you want to add to your smoothie, you can add a handful of spinach to that and not even taste it. Yeah. Add a, uh, a few baby carrots or one you know regular carrot to that and you're probably not going to notice. And so I like to do that a couple of times a week and that's a good way to get some fr fresh fruits and vegetables into my diet without trying too hard. Yeah, one thing one thing that I learned uh, kind of on a similar note to that is my, my father-in-law likes to juice. Yeah. He's got one of those cold-pressed juicers. He juices like carrots. He juices everything. Beets. Yeah, he, he juices it all. But Yum. one of the things like he's made he's made one that was just nasty. It was like <laughs> yeah, some of cucumbers and, and turnips and yeah. spinach and, and basically all vegetables. But one of the things that I've learned through that because I've, I've made juice with him a few times um, but one of the things that I've learned is berries will cover up almost any other taste. You can there have you straight carrot juice 
and it's not very good tasting. I actually like but straight you, carrot juice. But, but if you add a handful of blueberries mm -hmm. or blackberries to that, mm -hmm. it almost completely covers up the carrot juice taste and, mm -hmm. and tastes sweeter okay. and tastes better. So um, Apples are great for yeah, juicing. Apples are yeah. great. Um, yeah, anything that you can do. And if you can stomach a gross-tasting juice, go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> but if more you can't, power to you. <laughs> the berries are a good tip. <laughs> yep. All right, so an another tip when it comes to physical health, another thing that I think is very important that we focus on and something that I think we've, we've as a society in general, have neglected. neglected quite severely is sleep habits. Yeah. You know, I, I think on average we're definitely, as, as a society, not getting as much sleep as we should. Yeah. And we are, um, uh, what's the word? always constantly tired yeah um and so I, I think it's important to remember that when we're getting the proper amount of sleep it's going to do a lot of different things for us it, it's going to I, I think sleep is one of those things that's going to be kind of an overarching benefit right it's it's going to catch pretty much all of the the pillars of health that we talk about um, with our physical health right it's when when our brain's functioning properly when we're when we're re well rested it's going to help us to stay motivated it's going to help us stay on track uh, mental health you know getting the proper amount of sleep is going to keep us alert spiritual health financial health all of those things when we're more alert we're going to be a lot better at, at being able to accomplish all of those things mm -hmm. and and we're not going to be impaired in any way definitely and so i think i think definitely sleep is going to be a huge thing for kind of covering all of the basic pillars that we have i think everybody knows that you're supposed to get seven to nine hours of sleep as an adult but we yeah. just don't do it for some reason i, I think most well I, I think i average probably about six to yeah. seven i get about six or seven and it's crazy i i feel like i can tell that six hours isn't enough yeah now i also understand we both have children there are periods of your life where you actually cannot get enough sleep it's because true. you have to get up and take care of a baby. Okay, so sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. There are some things, and we'll, we'll go deeper in a future episode, there are some things you can do to help with that, little cat naps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are things that you can do to, you know, just get through those periods of time. Um, but a couple of quick tips we want to share are to go to bed a little bit earlier, right? If you're yeah. going to bed at 11 o'clock or midnight, now maybe your work schedule requires that, right? But um, the earlier you go to bed before midnight, um, I heard that those hours are actually worth twice as much as hours after midnight. So if you can go to bed at 10, then you're getting two hours of sleep that are better for your body than all of the hours after midnight. So you mm. sleep from 10 to six, that's better than sleeping from 12 to eight. Yeah, and so if you can do that, that can be really helpful. Um, along with that would be just setting up an environment in your in your bedroom, right? Making it darker. Uh, some people don't use their phones as alarm clocks because mm -hmm. you have that right next to you. And so maybe having, having your phone separated from your room can actually be yeah. a, a good benefit in other areas of your life I actually with my phone I, I actually keep it on my desk which is in it's in the same room currently and our our bedroom is kind of compartmentalized but it's away from the bed but yeah. I also do the airplane mode 
So okay. about 10 o'clock at night, I will turn my phone on airplane mode because, you know, I know like um, some people and yeah, some people have a lot of different threads that they're in or, you know, they're, they're constantly getting notifications, and notifications the yeah. on their phone, whether it's shopping apps or social media apps or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so I, I will turn my phone on airplane mode so that it's basically off during mm -hmm. those hours and I'll try and keep it off as long as I can in the mornings. Obviously, you know, once I get to work, I got to have that, um, that capability or if I'm away from home, but yeah, so I'll try and turn airplane mode on and keep my phone away. Another thing with, with phones too, and with any kind of technology really is the, the lights, yeah. the stimulating lights from that is actually preventing our brains from shutting down to get that sleep. It prevents so, the serotonin yeah. that we need. Yeah. So, so being able to turn those off a little bit earlier. So you mentioned going to bed, you know, maybe 10 o'clock instead of midnight. So maybe shutting off electronics, phones, computers, tablets, TVs, things like that, mm -hmm. shutting those off about an hour before yeah. we go to bed. So that allows your brain to, to shut down and start producing that serotonin, the melatonin that, that we need to be able to go to sleep yeah. properly. A couple other tips that I've heard, and actually I, I've gotten a lot of my information on sleep from the Model Health Show. So that's a okay. podcast that's been going for like 10 years or something like that. And mm -hmm. one of his first a uh, couple episodes were on tips for getting better sleep and he has like okay. 27 tips on getting better sleep. A couple of them that stood out to me were no caffeine after four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, if you have caffeine in your bloodstream still, right, that makes it harder to fall asleep. And it takes a few hours for that to get out of your body, out yeah. of your system. So that, that's a tip. Another tip he had uh, was to not drink alcohol before bed, which is, I think, when most people drink alcohol. I, yeah. I don't drink alcohol, so I don't know. Um, but if you do drink alcohol, try to not have it be too late. And I, I'm not yeah. sure like when the ideal time is. Maybe with dinner is okay because it's three hours before bed um, or you know on the weekend during the day or whatever yeah. you need to do. Um, but those are a couple of tips. Okay. One thing I want to try out, I don't know if you've heard of these, but those alarm clocks that instead of uh, making a sound, they light up slowly over hmm. like five minutes. And it's supposed to basically tell your brain slowly that it's time to get up by imitating okay. the sun. Okay. I'd like to try that because I think that having this like really uh, abrupt noise to wake us up, um, I don't know. I haven't researched this. My feeling is that it uh, isn't as good as waking up slowly. And what made me think this is when I went camping a couple weeks ago, I uh, I got actually better sleep than I usually do. Mm -hmm. The amount of time I was sleeping was about the same. I got a little bit more, maybe like an hour more than I usually do. Okay. But I woke up on my own every morning hmm. at about 6.30 to 6.45 in the morning. And I woke up because the sun was out and it was bright in the tent. Yeah, And I woke up feeling refreshed every day, and then I came back to work, uh, came back home, started going back to work, and started feeling tired again. So I, I think part of it's that I'm, I was getting about an hour's worth of sleep more while I was camping, but mm -hmm. also I think that waking up slowly over a few minutes is probably better for your you know, level of energy for everything yeah. than uh, waking up abruptly. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that's interesting. I, I think, too. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think along kind of that similar note, and I can't remember where specifically I heard the research um, come from, but if we go back in our history of evolution of humanity, right, 
um, our, our bodies create melatonin. Our bodies, our, yeah. our brain produces melatonin, which, you know, some people might take melatonin supplements at night to help them go to sleep. So uh, naturally our bodies are producing that and um, generally speaking, over the course of our evolution, the way that it worked was as the sun would be going down, the lights are dimming, mm -hmm. right? And your brain recognizes that as it's time to go to bed. So all these things like talking about how sleep before midnight counts as extra. Um, so our, our bodies naturally are designed to go to sleep as the lights dim. And we as a society have created ways with artificial lighting and with technology and things where it can be more stimulating and we can stay up later and we can, you know, get, be more productive supposedly. Um, and so uh, as the lights dim, our body naturally wants to go to sleep. And then as the way that it was is as that sun would start to come up, it would tell our brain, it would signal our brain to stop producing melatonin, to yeah. start producing the adrenaline and, and the things that are supposed to help you wake up. So I think that's a very interesting, you know, natural way to correlate with mm -hmm. scientific research. And like I said, I can't remember where I heard it. I'll have to look that up. I've again. heard that before as well. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think... Having that real we'll put world, the source in the comments or something. Yeah, some somehow we'll figure it out. But um, but yeah, to to actually hear the experience of that is just really collaboration and making it mm -hmm. real to what we experience. Um, but just that natural cycle yeah. of sleep and exactly. how our body wants to sleep during certain periods of time, and you feel better yeah. when you do that. Right? I think when generally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I think anything that's natural is usually better for yeah. us, right? Natural uh, sugar, mm -hmm. all right? Um, natural food, fresh fruits and vegetables. So I think our bodies want what is natural, and we live in a time where there's so much that's not natural. And I think that's okay to a certain extent, but we need to try to preserve as much as we can of the natural so that our bodies function the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, you know, when we go back to our bodies are functioning properly and, and, and the natural progression, the natural evolution of our bodies. Um, not only is it going to keep us more physically healthy, but it's going to, you know, boost the chemicals that are going to help with our mental health and our, our spiritual health and our financial health as well. So Definitely. I think bringing it all back together, you know, it, it's, it's really just benefiting all around mm -hmm. to, to be more physically healthy. So, I think our last uh, section of physical health that we'll touch on briefly, and again, we're going to dive deeper into each of these uh, in future episodes, but it is hygiene. And hygiene is one of those things that I think a lot of us just kind of naturally do at least an okay job at. Yeah. Um, you know, showering every day, uh, right? But hygiene is really important for, you know, preventing diseases mm -hmm. and all sorts of problems that our bodies can have. So, yeah. and we're talking about your overall hygiene, right? Right. So uh, one of the things, maybe a little tidbit that I'll share on that is your dental hygiene. Um, one of the things that I've learned because I have a tooth that I that I broke in half when I was younger, and I've had to have it pulled because I had an infection and have an implant and a crown put in. So one of these front teeth here is fake. Interesting. And one of the things I learned by going through that process of having to get that tooth pulled is that because your teeth are so close to your brain, those infections can cause serious problems. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, brushing twice a day, flossing once a day, those are things that actually can help prevent problems with your brain, right? Yeah. 
which well and and to kind of solidify that even um me and emily have gotten really interested in our family history and uh she uh, she's had some serious mouth issues and had to have a couple of root canals and mm -hmm. you know I mean, I mean she has very good dental hygiene she brushes twice a day and flosses and all that kind of stuff but just um genetically i think she's mm -hmm. she's predisposed to some um infections and and things like that and so uh, one of the things that we've learned is i i can't remember where it was in her line it was a great great grandpa or great grandpa i believe um but that was actually what took his life was a um, a tooth infection yeah. as a, a tooth that rotted and got infected and and that infection is what killed him mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's absolutely true with with how close that is to your brain those infections can cause serious damage yeah so, so. fortunately we have you know amazing dentists yep. nowadays and and we do have a lot better tools to take care of our, our teeth absolutely, and just our, our hygiene in general. But hygiene is also an important one, and we can dive deeper into that. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as far as hygiene goes with showering and, and controlling those things, you know, it's going to, like you said, it's going to help prevent diseases. It's going to stop the growth of that bad bacteria, mm -hmm. and, and it's going to remove all of the dead skin cells and hair cells and things as, you know, as things just naturally are, are progressing and evolving. It's just going to help that natural process. So, and you know, I think the biggest thing with hygiene too is nobody wants to be around you if you smell bad. Exactly. You know, nobody wants to hang out with the smelly kid. So, speaking of, I think that it's my shower day today. Oh, perfect. Well, then let's uh, let's finish this up and let you go get your shower. So, <laughs> so we always have a weekly challenge. Yes. And our weekly challenge for this week is to drink a gallon of water a day. Now, if you feel like a gallon's too much for you, do a half a gallon or three quarters of a gallon, right? Do yeah. 100 ounces or whatever you need to do. So just, yeah, gallons just a day is our challenge. Drink more water. That's easy for me because I do it Yeah, already. So, but that's our challenge for you. Yep. And again, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you've taken something from this. Hopefully you've learned something or gained something or even just, you know, the sheer entertainment of what we can bring to the table. So if you have gotten something from today, please share, like, comment, subscribe, hit the five-star review button. You know, those are all the ways that we're going to grow as a podcast and that we're going to reach the maximum number of people that we can. So, And join us next week. We will be talking about our second pillar of health, uh, mental health. Oh, perfect. Well, <laughs> thank you. We'll talk to you later. See ya.